0: We left off last week talking about God's greatness for us and His vision for us is actually His love for us. And what that means to be loved by Him and more importantly what that means for you as a believer. And we left off and it was real quiet when we stopped talking. So, Because, you know, we were talking about walking in love again. How your love walk directly impacts how great God will be in your life. And I'll show you some evidence that'll prove that point even further, but it was amazing because you know this morning I'm reviewing notes and going over that, and I'm like, "Wow, Lord said, you know that makes a lot of sense." I said, "Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense." So what I want to talk to you, we we uh, we talked about this verse last week in Ephesians, um, Ephesians chapter three, uh, verse fourteen, I believe. And this week I'll be on the right chapter. So, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 through 19 in the Message Bible. And I'm going to read this for you. says, My response is to get down on my knees before the Father, this magnificent Father who parcels out all heaven and earth. Who would love to receive a parcel from heaven? Maybe you don't want to, but I do. I want to receive a parcel straight out of heaven. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. All right. So, yes, Lord, I want everything that you have for me, and I am willing to let you into my life. That's right. Key number one here, I'm inviting him in. He didn't force his way in, he didn't kick down the door, he didn't knock on the door like the police, insisting he come in, there was an open invitation. All right. So there's something important about having that open invitation. So, so we invite him in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all the followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breath. Test its lengths. Plumb the depths and rise to the heights. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. We want to live lives that are full with the fullness of God. That's right. There is no sense in living a life of mediocrity. There's no sense in getting just a portion of what God has for you. Why not get all? That's right. That's right. Lord, I want all that you have. I want all that you are. I want to know every single aspect. That's why I love this verse so much, because it talks about... Exploring and really investigating every aspect of Christ's love for you, mm-hmm. and it's important that we do that. Now you're reading Matthew that talks about the love your neighbor as yourself, yeah. love God first all your heart, soul, mind, mm-hmm. and all the other laws hang upon this. That's right. The reason why your love walk is so important, because without it, nothing else will work.
1: Wow.
0: You want to be great, but you don't want to love are two concepts that cannot cannot exist in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. To experience God's greatness means you have to love
1: mm-hmm.
0: like God loves.
1: That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. Now there's two aspects to this love that we need to talk about. God loves you. Do you know this? Yes. He loved you so much that he sent his only son down here to die for you. Mm-hmm. Even when you didn't deserve it. So that's got to be love, right? Yeah. It's got to be. And in turn, you have to understand that he loves you enough to do that. Now here, let's talk about this in terms of natural relationships. I love my wife dearly. I will do, I'm not going to say almost anything, I'll do anything for my wife. She comes home one day with a bloody shirt, and there's a dead body in the back. We are going to go and dig a hole. Because I love her, and I will do anything for her. Okay? Okay. Now, I pray to God that that never ever happens. And that means we had a breakdown in somebody's love walk somewhere. But my willingness as a husband to do for her has no bounds. I tell her that I love her, I show her that I love her, and I explain to her this is what I'm willing to do for you because I love you. So, because I'm explaining that to her and giving her tangible examples, she knows for a fact that yes, he loves me. I can count on what he says because he loves me. That's right. When he says he's going to do this, I know for a fact that he's going to do it because he loves me. That is the relationship that God is trying to get you as a believer to understand you should have.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: Because when you know God and you know his love, he will do for you and you have assurance because you know that he loves you. That's right. I know that God loves me. When I know that he loves me, I know that nothing can change my stance on how I'm going to live my life now. I know that I will not be defeated because God loves me. Because he loves me, that gives me access to ask him for anything because he loves me. That means that I will experience his greatness as long as I continue to understand that he loves me and I love him back. See, so I, for the longest time, I could not figure out why all of the other laws hung on love. I so said, because love activates everything else. Yeah. See, because if you love God, you'll be obedient. If you love God, then you will give. If you love God, then you will trust. And if you can do all of those things, if you love God and you can believe, what? All things are possible. If you love God and you trust him, that means you're casting all of your cares on him because he cares for you. Right? Yeah. And if I'm believing Him, then He's going to take care of me yeah. from start to finish. Right. That makes me great. Mm-hmm. Because everywhere I go, I know that I am clothed in God's love mm-hmm. and His greatness surrounds me. So now I cannot be defeated because I know who is backing me up. That's right. Understand? See, I think so many times we actually forget that and just take it for granted. Yeah, God loves me. But no, he really does. And when you have tangible evidence of that, then it makes everything easier for you. So understand that all I want you to do as believers is to seek me first. Come to me like you require me, like I am a necessity. Spend time with me because you say you love me. I love my wife. I don't love my wife and show her I love her by not being with her. I show her that by spending time with her. Like, you remember when you were dating? Like, all you wanted to do was be near that person. Like, oh, just just talk to me. And we would have dumb conversations. And I mean dumb conversations about absolutely nothing. And you know what is the greatest thing for me? Because (laughs) I'm spending time with you. Like... Tell me about the color blue. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. You're so smart. I love you. Now, that's kind of silly, but that's the feeling that I have. for and, and to this day, we still have dumb conversation, too, but you know, we're not going to get into that. But what needs to happen is that that relationship needs to be between you and God, where it's, you know what? I'm seeking you first and no one else. That's right. See, when I have a, a problem, I'm seeking her counsel. When I have a problem, I need to seek his counsel. When you have an issue, you need to seek his counsel because he loves you and he can take care of everything for you. Man, I got got to go. I got to run. I got to run. I got to run. I got to run. Okay. So I said all that just to set up our foundation. John 14 and 21 talks about living a life of love. And that when you love Christ and you love God, it allows him to do what? Reveal himself to you. If I know that God is greatness and I want to be great, then I have to be with him. The person who keeps my commandments keeps them one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by the Father. And I, too, will love him and will show, reveal, and manifest myself to him. He's actually going to show up and reveal all of his greatness and his glory. Do you want God to show up and reveal all of his greatness and his glory to you? Amen. I want that. Yes. Show me. That's right. That's show I me. Yes, Lord. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real. Lord, thank the Lord. See, so we have now taken him from heavenly to earthly. Yes. We have a relationship in real time. That's right. real time. In real time. Yes. He's talking about priority here. He's like, love me first above everything else, right, and I'll show myself real to you. Yes. See, and we keep talking about this priority, priority, priority. The co-pastor talked about it. Who are you seeking first? Yes. Am I seeking God first? Is he my main priority? Because if he is, then everything else falls into place. Yes. Yes. See, and you will only do that if you actually truly love God. Yes. See, you don't go and seek counsel from someone that you can't stand. That's right? Oh, no. right? Yeah. You don't go and get advice from your enemy, Right? No. You get advice from trusted sources, that's right. from people that you can count on. Mm-hmm. He's a person that you can count on. Said yes. so, so let me make you great, mm-hmm. but you got to spend time with me. Absolutely. You can't go to school and wander the halls and get educated. No, you, can't. you actually have to step foot in the classroom, right? <laughs> yeah, At some right. point, you have to step foot in the classroom right. and hear what the teacher is saying to you. That's right. That's what he wants for you.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: because so many of us in our lives as believers, we are just wandering the halls. We're sitting outside, talking about, hey, have fun in class. You look good. And you're the class clown while everyone else is experiencing God's greatness in their life. That's right. See, because you'll find believers that say, how come it just doesn't work for me? Well, you know why? They're in class, and you're outside. That's right. Get inside the room so you can hear what he's trying to say to you to make you great also. Now, we've gone through four weeks of this exercise about trying to understand God's greatness for our lives. And guess what? It's fantastic, and Lord, I want to be great, but I don't want to be great at my own expense. (laughs) I don't want to be great for me for the sake of saying I'm a great person. Because if I have to announce to you that I'm great, then I'm really not. (laughs) Let's be honest. What I want is to be used by God in such a way. We talked about it last week, that the heavens talk about you. That's right. And that you immediately attract other people. That's right. That's the greatness on your life is when people can see it automatically Mm -hmm. and know you are someone I need to show favor to. You are someone that I need to bless and I don't know why Mm -hmm. you are someone that I need to give preferential treatment and I don't even know you. Mm -hmm. That's God's greatness operating on you. That's where we're trying to get. That's what we want, right? All right. So let's go quickly to John chapter 15. Oh, little man. So John chapter 15, and I'm going to read this in the Amplified. I'm going to read 17 verses to you, and I'm going to read them really fast. So hopefully you get the cloud, and you can listen to it when I'm done, because there's a couple points that we need to make here. So John 15, uh, 15 verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. We like that title. We talked about that a little bit last week, about him being the vine dresser. That's an awesome title. He's going to take care of you. Any branch of me that does not bear fruit, that stops bearing, he cuts away, trims off, takes away, and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit. Okay. So if you are part of this wonderful vine and you're not bearing fruit, meaning you don't want to fall in lockstep with what the vine is telling you to do, as a branch, the vine dresser will eliminate you. That's right. He'll cut you off from the power source. Mm. So when you get to that point where, like, yes, Lord, I believe, kind of, or yes, I'm obedient a little bit, or yes, I love sometimes, what happens is you get cut off from the power source, and that's when you see things start to dry up if we're going to keep with the agricultural metaphors. Yeah. So, so, Lord, you know what? I don't want my life to be dry. Mm-mm. I want to bear fruit. Lord, I want to be willing for you to come and prune me and trim me here and take a little bit off the top here and shape this up for me so that I continue to bear fruit. Yeah. More fruit, richer fruit, more excellent fruit. That's right. I want my life to be productive. Yeah. So for me to be productive, that means I got to stay connected to the vine. You are cleansed and pruned already because of the word which I have given you, the teachings I have discussed with you. So again, here we go. you got to get in class. you got to listen. You have to listen to what he's trying to show you, trying to tell you, so that he can put you in proper position to be more fruitful. That's right. To experience more greatness. Mm -hmm. Verse 4 says, dwell in me and I dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in or being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. That's right. You will not be fruitful until you decide to abide in me, my way, my way of doing things, my will, all of that. If you don't do that, then you can't be fruitful. That's right. You can't be prosperous. You can't be successful without the power source. That's right. So so all of these things put together make you whole collectively. Verse 6 says, If a person does not dwell in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch. And withers. such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire, and they are burned. Verse 7, I love verse 7. If you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you, and continue to live in your hearts, Sister Pat and I were talking about this earlier, ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. When you bear produce much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified. And you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. Verse 9 says, I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Abide in my love, continue in his love with me. Verse 10, if you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, you will abide in my love and live on it just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and live on his love. Did you catch what happened here? Right. Yes, we want to bear fruit because it pleases the Father. Verse 10 right here is amazing. It said, because I want you to live on my love. All right. No other way to live, mm-hmm. but on my love. Wow. You want to be prosperous, productive in your life? Live on my love. You want to receive all that I have? Live on my love yes. and out of my love for you. Do these things and you'll bear much fruit.
1: That's
0: right. Richer fruit, more excellent fruit, like more it said. Mm-hmm. And you'll please him even yes. more. Right. So if your goal as a believer is to, yes, Lord, I want to love you and live on your love. Mm-hmm. And that's all I want. I have no ulterior motives. This is it. Just me serving you. says I'll exalt you and I'll continue to spend time with you Mm -hmm. and I'll take the time to dress you every day I'll take the time to make sure that you are in the right position Mm -hmm. I will take the time to make sure that nothing else is going to damage my precious little branch connected to my vine Mm -hmm. as the vine dresser his job is to provide for you so several things have happened here we're talking about priority we're talking about producing. And we're talking about provision. Yeah. Three things that he wants for you that he will do for you if you allow him to do that. Yes. <laughs> you do that by standing on that word and his love and understanding that everything that says in that Bible mm-hmm. is for you. That's right. It's supposed to be for you. Yeah. You as a believer should reap not some, but all yeah. of the benefits that he has for you. That's you said it earlier today, that all of God's promises are what? Yes and, amen. yes and amen. That sounds pretty certain and final to me. There's no gray in between there. God's promise is yes and amen. That's it. So if that's the case, you as a believer should say, Lord, you said in your word that all of these promises are yes and amen for me and that you love me and I'm serving you the way that I'm supposed to yes and amen needs to be our war cry. You promised it to me. Mm -hmm. And I love you. So Lord, you know what? I want to be great. Not because I want my own greatness, because Lord, I want you to be great. I want you to be exalted. I want your name to be lifted up. And if that is our priority in our hearts and our soul and our mind, then everything else falls into place everything else. When you get down to verse 13, it says, no greater love, no one has shown stronger affection than the lay down, give up his own life for his friends. Verse 14 says, you are my friends if you keep on doing the things which I command you to do. If you keep on doing the things that I command you to do. I read that verse and when I was little, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to lay down my life for my friends because they're knuckleheads. There's no way I'm going to do that. Like, man, you're not worth me dying over. But that's not what he's talking about here. Again, we see priority being thrown first into the forefront. He said, are you the type of person that will forsake all others and forsake yourself for me? Will you decide to live a life that is more beneficial to your friend than to yourself by serving me? Will you be the person... That will seek me first and give up self-seeking motives for the good of someone else. Mm. Are you that guy? Because that's what he wants. Yeah. It's like, I want you to get rid of all of your agenda. Every single thing. I said, today, hit the reset button and start over. All right. <laughs> so, Lord, you know what? Yeah. I want you to show yourself strong to me. I want you to show out in my life. I want you to lead me to my path of greatness. I want you to take me from point A to point B to point C, Lord. I want you to exalt me and put me on that high plateau so that I can be an instrument for you. See, because your success is a testament to how God is moving in your life. All because we decided to let God do what he said he would do. Because we decided, like you know what, I want to be great for so many other reasons, not just for myself, because I want your name to be lifted up. I want your church to be glorified. I want to draw more souls in. I want to see a move of God in this earth, Lord, and I want to be the first person in line to help make that happen. Lord, I don't want you to bless me because I want a new car new car would be great. A new house would be even better. But, Lord, I want you to bless me so that I can bless someone else.
1: That's right. That's it.
0: Lord, I want you to show me how to operate in your will and your way so that I can impact this world. Not a single time were any of the prophets mentioned in the Bible talking about, I need a new Cadillac. Mm -hmm. It never happened. All their provisions were met and they were taken care of because they had one focus.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Never once did anybody have a seven-step program to receive the greatness of God. All they did was focus in on what God told them to do. That's right. They weren't passing off from buckets around. They didn't kill any chickens to raise a church. Nothing. None of that. That's right. All they did was follow God's word and his instruction. That's right. When you read an Acts and it talks about the building of the church... That entire church, every single person had one thought in mind, serving God.
1: Yeah. That's right.
0: And it talks about thousands of people being daily. added to the church daily.
1: daily. That's
0: right. Every day, That's right. thousands of people could not wait to get in front of God himself. Wow. Because the people
1: right. were united. Yeah
0: and had one thought That's of right. raising Lord, God Lord. and glorifying God in the earth.
1: Yes, yes. Lord.
0: The Bible says, if I be lifted up, yes, he'll do what? He'll
1: draw. He'll draw, That's right, he'll draw all men. He'll draw all men. That's right.
0: God's plan of greatness for your life is so that he can draw more people.
1: That's yeah. right. That's right.
0: So that he can draw all
1: men. Yes. Yeah.
0: When we understand that you were created to impact the lives of other people, you will live a different lifestyle.
1: That's true. Mm -hmm.
0: You were put here on this planet.
1: Yes, I know why.
0: You know why. Mm -hmm. You too.
1: That's right. All of you. Yeah, that's right.
0: Have a specific mission, hand-tailored and crafted for you, so that his greatness and his glory can be seen upon this
1: earth. That's, that's right, right. That's right.
0: When when your main focus is loving God. Mm-hmm. I mean really truly loving God. Not for what you can get, but just to love him. Everything else falls away. Mm-hmm. You don't care about empty seats. You don't care about somebody's bad feeling towards you. You don't care offense falls away. Mm -hmm. You don't get offended because all you're doing is being focused on God. Yes. And what we are doing as believers right now, we are not being fruitful enough.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what we are doing is we've been given an assignment and I'm certain all of you know exactly what God has called you to do. You've been given an assignment. You've been given your marching orders. And instead of taking that step, like we talked about before, living on his love and trusting in him completely, we have decided to put our hands in our pockets, step away. That's for the next guy. And what you do here as you continue to back away from your greatness And you can see the lights here, you get darker and darker, and you're pulling away from everything that God has for you because we are unwilling to do the little thing. Just believe Him. If you serve a God that created heaven and earth by speaking words, and it actually came to pass, right? You are on planet earth, the sun is still in the sky, there's stars at night, right? The moon's in orbit. It's still there, right? Yeah. still there? You're still breathing air? Yeah. So if He did all of that by speaking... And it came to fruition, and you have evidence of it because you're standing, sitting on it right now. That's right. Why would you doubt anything else he had to say to you?
1: It's true. That's right.
0: Lord, I want to be great. I want to make your name great. I want to do everything I can to be a part of your family and to bring other souls in. Yeah. I am no longer willing to take a backseat to the magnificent and awesome vision that you have given to me. Now, if you don't want to engage God completely, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But don't expect to receive anything either.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah.
0: See, because you can say that you believe all you want. But if you don't really believe, you are just speaking words out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. If you say, yes, I trust you, but you don't really trust him, mm-hmm. you are just speaking idle words. Out of your mouth. Sure. If you say you're a believer and not believe, then you are a fraud.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's not looking for the fraud. He's looking for the genuine person.
1: Yes.
0: He's looking for someone that will be willing to be used. Someone that doesn't care that they don't have it all together. That's right. Someone that's just, Lord, I, just use me.
1: Yeah.
0: There's a... Um, there's a song that uh, Lenny burned for me on a, It's a it's a, a hip hop record. It's a mixtape gospel artist. And one of the songs is "Lord, You Can Use Me." He said, "You can use me wherever you want."
1: Mm.
0: He said, "Lord," he said, "my time, my talent, my treasures, all of my possessions, you can use every single thing that I have because you gave them to me all." Wow. He Said, "Lord, you want me to sweep floors? I'll sweep floors." Lord, do you want me to do that? I'll do that. Lord, I'm just going to be willing, willing to be used by you. See, greatness is just not an exercise in futility. It's actually something that's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. It's something that we as believers are supposed to experience. Like, we've taken four weeks to literally deconstruct you and put you back together so that you can see, Lord, you know what? Maybe my vision was blurry. Maybe I was just off a little bit. Maybe I was just stubborn enough not to let you dress me as the ultimate vine dresser. Maybe, just maybe, I was just so caught up in my vision of how awesome I am that I really miss how awesome you are. Just maybe. And now that we know what not to do, Let's start to act on what we should be doing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right.
0: Romans 6 talks about now that you've heard these words, you no longer have to follow after sin, but follow after righteousness. Yeah. You can't claim ignorance any longer because now you know that you're supposed to be great.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: So now that you know, operate in it. That's right. Because he wants to bless you. He wants to do things for you that you cannot even imagine. But it's not going to happen until you decide to let it happen. So I'm not going to wander the classroom, the hallways anymore. I'm going to go inside and see what all the fuss is about. And I want to be used to the point where folks will see how great God is and want to share in that also. Yeah. The whole time we're talking about singleness of, of eye and heart and mind and vision. It's about communion. Yeah. God's greatness is a communal thing. It is. Meaning we're all supposed to participate in it. Mm-hmm. And to accept it. And to freely operate in his greatness. Can you imagine the impact that you would make in your local town if we were all united? Can you imagine what would happen here in Voorhees if all of us operated in the actual gift that God gave to us? What would that look like? What would that look like? I don't think anyone's ever seen that. But he's just chomping at the bit to see it. What he's looking for are these the people? Are these the folks? That will let me be great.
1: That's right.
0: See, because there's plenty of churches that have people, but not him. Right. See, and it's not a numbers game. Like I, you know what? If it was, if it was six people in here and the presence of God was here, then that's fine.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm.
0: But it's got to start somewhere. Somewhere fuse has to meet match.
1: That's right.
0: Somewhere. Mm-hmm. A bomb is powerful, but it only does damage when it's ignited. That's right. <laughs> so you guys are walking around powder kegs, just walking around. Powerful, powerful people just walking around. But you have not lit that spark yet. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what he wants. Yeah. Right. We said all this for these four weeks to get to this point so that you can operate the way he called you to operate. Want you live a life of freedom, get rid of all the other nonsense. Yes. Because if you just trust me, if you just believe me, if you just operate on what I've already told you, you will actually change your life
1: yeah.
0: in a way that you have no words to describe. Mm-hmm. Imagine this. You leave here today with a renewed vision. God, talk to me. Tell me exactly what I need to do. Where I need to go, what I need, where I need to be. Show me. Show me completely. And you decide to do it. Tomorrow, the entire world will be on fire. Now, maybe you don't want that. Maybe you don't want that. Maybe you're just okay with being mediocre. Maybe you're just okay with just getting not even enough, just close to enough. But I'm not, and neither is he.
1: Sorry.
0: He is begging you today to step into your greatness yeah. so that I can show out in your life. All right. He is begging you, begging you, literally knocking at the door of your heart, saying, Please let me in so that I can show you how awesome I made you. He is sitting there waiting for you to let him in so that the world can be impacted by little old you, little old me. So that the congregation in heaven can say, man, that tiny little church in Voorhees ain't tiny no more. Look at all those giants walking inside there. And look what they're doing so that God can be glorified. I want to leave you with this. John 15, verse 16, says that you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have appointed you, I have planted you, that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing, and that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain and abide. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name as presenting all that I am, he may give it to you. Hmm. This speaks to his divine purpose for your life. This speaks to his divine purpose for your life. He said, I'm going to plant you So he's going to root you and ground you in a place of solid foundation. I believe that that place is here. He's going to instruct you. He's going to give you pruning. He's going to shape you and mold you Mm -hmm. so that you can be productive and bear fruit in your life. That's what he wants to do. Is that something that you want to receive today? Is that something that you want to receive today? He yes. it so I'm going to plant you. I'm going to make you fruitful. And he said, I'm going to provide for you.
1: Yes.
0: If you are willing.
1: Yes.
0: If you are
1: willing. Yes, Lord. Yes.
0: Reviewing this this morning, I literally imagined Jesus himself just sitting there weeping, trying to get this through my thick head mm-hmm. as in, this is what I want for you. Please. Please. Just, just actually take it serious for one minute.
1: Yeah.
0: Just, just actually understand that you are not just here by happenstance. Actually understand that before I even made heaven and earth, I had a plan for your life. All right. That's divine providence if I've ever heard. Yeah. You are so important that he decided to design you, create you, and make a plan of success for you before he even made heaven and earth.
1: Wow.
0: When you read verse 16, what you're hearing is that God's priority, his number one priority, is you. Yes. And in turn, we will see him the same way. Yes. So he can plant me make me fruitful and productive and provide for me Heavenly Father we stand here today we stand here today with open hearts we're standing here today Lord before you completely raw stripped away of all of our sensibilities all of our airs, all of our fakeness Lord we are standing before you you know what Lord I'm standing here before you. This is something you going to have to do for yourself today. Lord, I am standing here completely blank. Giving you complete control and autonomy over my life. Lord, I just don't want a portion of who you are. I want all that you are. I want to know all that you are. I want to experience every single thing that you have for me today. And Lord, we thank you for it. We thank you for it. Lord, we ask for your forgiveness for when we did not move, when you told us to move. Forgive us for that, Lord. Lord, we're asking for you to forgive us when we didn't walk in your will, in your way. Forgive us for that, Lord. Lord, we are standing here with a renewed vision, a renewed spirit. On fire for you, Lord. Today we are standing here. We are asking that you continue to lead and guide us to that place that you are directing us to go. Lord, we are standing here with no agenda. We just want to be instruments for you so that we can glorify your name in this earth, Lord. Lord, use us and fill us all to overflowing. Lord, we want to walk in your greatness today. We want to experience all of your love today and continue to operate in your love from this day forward. We will live on and in and out of your love. Lord, we know today that you love us like no other. And because we are convinced of your love for us, Lord, we know that you will bless us, that you will protect us, that you will prosper us. Lord, that you will make us great for your glory. We are standing here as ready vessels. We receive it deep in our souls today, Lord. We will not let an opportunity go by where we will not operate in your greatness. We will not let another opportunity go by where we will not seek you first. We will not let another opportunity go by. Will we not trust you completely, Lord? We are standing here, thanking you in advance for the great things that you're going to do for us. And we receive it today. We receive it today. We thank you that you have cloaked us in your greatness, in your love, in your mercy. We thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are excited to see how you're going to show out in our lives today. Lord, we are going to be fruitful and bear more fruit, yes, Lord. more excellent fruit, yes, Lord. and be on fire for you. Thank you Lord. Lord, we give you that solemn promise today. We give you that heartfelt yes. promise today. We make that promise. It's yes. ironclad. We're standing here today giving you all that we have to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. All that we have to you. Thank you. With nothing held back, nothing held back. Nothing held back. We thank you, Lord. We ask that you watch over us and protect us as we leave this place, but not your presence. Continue, continue to walk and move with us as we go about our appointed time to destination today, Lord. Continue to be with us. We
1: thank you, we thank you, we
0: thank you for how you're moving in our lives today. we will be so careful to give you all the praise, all of the glory, and all of the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.